What's up, family? Welcome back to the Bridge Podcast. It's Jordan here. And right before we begin, once again, you already know, if you, I want you to like, comment, and subscribe if you're watching. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure that you share it with someone if you really think they can help them or be beneficial to them. Uh, we're back for episode six. Um, last episode, we talked about submission, and we talked about freedom, and how to truly be free in Christ once you become a Christian, and what that really means, and how that really looks like, and it kind of ties into today's episode, I kind of alluded to it last episode, but I also want to talk about discipline, and what it truly means to be a disciple of Christ, um, some of us, you know, we hear the word discipline, we may think discipline as in being disciplined to do schoolwork, being disciplined to go to the gym. Uh, I think it does have a connection, absolutely. It all ties into it. But I think I want to maybe give us maybe what the Bible says about truly being a disciple, what that truly looks like, and truly being a follower and a learner of Christ, which essentially is, at this most simple definition, uh, the definition of a disciple. It's really a learner, a follower of Jesus Christ, a follower of his teachings. And um, I think that discipline, to be honest with you, to be frank, is one of the hardest things, um, not even for Christians, but just for anybody, right? Is being disciplined maybe to the field of work that you do, being disciplined in order to get up and wash clothes, do anything, right? Uh, but I think discipline is one of them things where if we are not disciplined, then I do not think that we can fully uh, do as a Christian what God purposed us to do, but even in general, do what we set out to do. That uh, I think a quote, I heard a quote one time that uh, dreams only go as far as your discipline. Um, you know, and so if you're not disciplined, if you're not willing to say, hey, listen, I don't feel like doing this right now, but I'm going to sacrifice what I want uh, for the betterment of what I know I actually need, then I don't feel like we can fully uh, ascertain all that, we, all that we want to do. And so just off the jump, uh, when we talk about being a disciple of Christ, when we talk about being a disciple of Jesus, Jesus, he says something in the New Testament, he says something in Matthew 16 that I think is very profound. He says uh, to his disciples that, uh, or to the believers, he says that if anyone uh, wants to truly follow me, then they have to pick up their cross and deny themselves and take up their cross daily to follow me. And when he says this in the Gospels, I think that that whole scripture, it gives something that's very profound if we break it down. He says that, number one, if you want to follow me, then first you have to deny yourself, right? And that denying of the self, I think, is something that we constantly struggle with, that the moment that we become a believer in Jesus Christ and the moment that we do become a Christian, I think that automatically it's hard because all we've been doing so far in the world is feeding ourselves, feeding the appetite of the flesh. Uh, whenever we want something, we just go get it, right? Uh, before we were saved, you know, the Holy Christ, Holy Christ, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit was always on the inside of us, but now it's become awakened, Right. And so now once you become a Christian, you may have that, you know, urge to go and do what you used to do. You may have that urge to go and say, you know what, I'm not having a good day. Let me go smoke a blunt. I'm really not feeling this. Let me go do this. Right. That text come through your phone. I really want to go here. But here's the good thing. Now you have the Holy Spirit who's actually convicting you and saying your flesh wants to go to the left. But the spirit, I want you to go to the right. That's not a bad thing. And I think a lot of times that we ignore that feeling. 
or we say sometimes, uh, I know my parents, they'd be like, you know, something told me I should have done this. Something, I feel something. A lot of times that is the Holy Spirit if we would just lean into that. And but I think a lot of us, what we do is that we ignore the Holy Spirit. And I think that just reminds me of <clears throat> this thing that I always hear sometimes in church of quenching the Spirit. Grieving the spirit when we're in the worship service, and sometimes you may hear, like, the pastor came and he quenched the spirit. Like, he just quenched it because the spirit was in the room, and then he just extinguished it. He left out. But we don't talk about this aspect of the Holy Spirit that we like to say that people quench the spirit, but we can also grieve the spirit. And grieving the spirit literally has nothing to do with being just in a uh, church and worship is high and the pastor comes or somebody else comes and they do away with the spirit. Grieving the spirit... Is also when we don't listen to him and follow what he wants us to do in our daily lives. And so we have the Holy Spirit for a reason. And the Holy Spirit is the reason. He is the only way that we are able to even uh, walk this walk and be a disciple of Christ. Because it is hard, right? I mean, just even talking about spiritual disciplines, all these words, discipline, disciple, it still has the root meaning of denying yourself, uh, doing away with what you want to become a follower um, and a learner of Jesus Christ, to literally sit under his teachings. Um, and if we are truly going to walk this Christian walk, and if we're truly going to be a follower of Christ, then one of the main things that we have to learn how to do is truly deny ourselves. And denying yourself, it yes, it looks like maybe not... Uh, Maybe not giving into those proclivities or giving into those tendencies of wanting to do what your sinful nature wants. But denying yourself also means sacrificing, right? It doesn't always have to be with uh, sin, but it also means sacrificing your time. Denying maybe that, you know, this weekend or right now, um, I just want to chill. I don't really want to open my Bible. I don't want to do these things. But denying yourself and saying, you know what, what I want to do right now. It's not greater than I believe what I believe God wants for me. And for right now, that may be to just open my Bible and come and talk with him, right? Prayer. When we talk about those um, spiritual disciplines, spiritual disciplines are just intentional acts, intentional practices uh, that strengthen your relationship with God and with others. So they're intentional practices of faith that strengthen your relationship with God and with others. And so those things like reading your Bible, those things like praying, uh, meditating on his word, um, Bible study, going to church, like... These spiritual disciplines are the things that strengthen our relationship with him. But I think for a lot of us, the reason why it's so hard to be a disciple is because we're not disciplined, right? And you can't have one without the other. It's the same root word for both of them. That in order to be a disciple, you are going to have to deny your flesh, but it also says you're going to have to take up your cross daily. And I heard, I think, Jackie Hill Perry said this. She's phenomenal. And Jackie Hill Perry was like... Um, you know you're doing this Christian walk the right way, or not maybe, it's not perfect, but you know you're, you're on the right track when you're constantly dying daily, uh, daily. Like, you know you're on the right track when you're constantly dying daily. That, to me, I was like, dang. Like, that's a hard pill to swallow. But I think if we really sit back and think about it, that at the end of the day, when we become a Christian, <clears throat> We have been so used to the world and so used to that same way of life. We've been so used to uh, not praying. We've been so used to not reading our Bible. We've been so used to doing these ungodly things. And so now the moment when we become a Christian and become a disciple of him, it is tough. That's why this whole process of sanctification, like 
you are constantly have to repent, turn away from your sin, fall deeper in love with Jesus. But I can assure you that the, one of the main ways that you do that is by getting in your word. That's why John 8.31 says, he told his disciples, he said that, hey, listen, if you remain faithful to my word, if you abide in me, if you abide in my word, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We can't even know the truth unless you read your word. But here is also what goes into reading your word. You can't just open up your Bible. A lot of times people, they say, I try to read my Bible and, you know, it's like I'm just reading words on the page. and doesn't come to me. Well, have you prayed before you read your Bible? Prayer and Bible reading go hand in hand. So one of the things that I like to go through getting very practical here um, with Bible study is, number one, um, I pray, then I interpret in an application. So before I even dive into my word, before I even open a book on the page, my Bible sits here and I just pray. I wait. Because what we don't like to do a lot of times, if you read uh, in John 8, 31, uh, if you remain faithful, if you abide, the Greek word there is menos, it means to wait for. Like, a lot of times, prayer, we want to make it a monologue, but it's a dialogue. Some of us, we talk to God, but we don't wait for him to talk back. Right? Uh, the Bible says that you can't even understand. You won't even know what to pray for unless the Holy Spirit lets you know. And so, getting very practical here, like, when you pray, when you read your Bible, when you do those things, those things are the very things that, that just strengthen you. And they say, you know what? The more... You fall deeper in love with Christ. The more you read your Bible, the more you pray, you are weakening and crucifying that flesh every single time. And it becomes easier and easier and easier. I like the way he put it. My best, one of my best friends, man, Pastor Darius Ardorn, he's the uh, young adult pastor at um, Celebration Church in NOLA. Love that dude. And I was listening to one of his messages, and he said, oftentimes when we're reading our Bible, when we're praying, when we're doing spiritual disciplines, it starts out as a discipline before it gets to devotion. And I think that's so good that a lot of times, think about, you know, when we started going to the gym. Like, I love going to the gym now, but when I first started going, I didn't love it. Like, that was, it was a chore, right? Um, but then... After, you know, when the, that's why I, I like the quote, you know, it says discipline over motivation. That at some point, motivation is good, cool, but it's going to run out. And so when you don't feel like it, well, it's going to push you past it. And so it started out as a chore. I did not like going. I was sore. It sucks. Now, I don't mind going. Like, I can go crank one out, like, easily, right? I don't mind it. I love it. But it didn't start out that way. And I think for a lot of us, we have to be honest with ourselves. Like, true, I don't always, like, I... I'm, I love my Bible. Like, I'm a Bible nerd. I love teaching. I love it, right? But, and this, people are like, but you a preacher. What? I, it don't matter. Like, as a human being, I don't always feel like opening my Bible. Like, I'm tired sometimes. Sometimes it's busy, whatever it is. But in those moments, I have to say, you know what? My flesh is going to feed that. The devil will be so happy if I do that today. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say, I'm going to deny that so I can get more of my word. And I think for a lot of us, uh, I love John 8.31. It says that if you abide in my word, then you will know the truth, and then the truth will set you free. Um, and so a lot of times we quote the verse, uh, uh, if you know the truth, then the truth will set you free. Yeah, but you only know the truth from abiding in his word, right? And I think for a lot of us, the reason why, tying into even to last episode, we're still in bondage with a lot of things, and we're still slaves to a lot of things and in bondage, and we can't break free, is because we don't abide in his word. 
Because in order to combat any type of um, spiritual attack, in order to combat any type of spiritual warfare, you have to combat that with truth. Like, you can't play with that stuff, right? But how can you use a weapon that you're not familiar with? Like, reading your Bible, worship. You ever heard the term worship is a weapon? Right. Yeah, but it is a weapon, but it's only, as good, it's only good if you use it. It's like the, the term, you know, the code hour is like people was like, knowledge is power. No, applied knowledge in the right way is power. It's no good if you use it, if you don't use it. It's only good if you use it, right? And so um, when we read our Bible, when we pray, when we worship, when we fast, even fasting, one of the great things I love about fasting is truly denying your flesh. It's saying, yeah, I want this food right now. I want social media, all these things, whatever it is. But I, some of, for some of you right now, um, maybe God wants you to just delete your social media. Maybe he wants you to deny those things. Why? Because at the end of the day, um, there's nothing more that gets in the way of our relationship with God and us truly hearing from God than distractions. And more so even the distraction of social media. And I think one of the attacks of the enemy of our generation is what he has come to do and what he is doing is he wants to get us distracted. And I do believe that we are the most destined generation, but I also believe that we are the most distracted. And any time the believer is distracted, that's when the devil sends, um, he sends... Anytime you're distracted, that's when the devil, he will send you something. He will send an open door. Uh, he will send you in the direction that is disguising itself as a God-given opportunity. That anytime you're distracted, that's when the devil knows, you know what? I'm going to send the child of God something that it looks very similar to what God wants, but it's not actually that. And you cannot know the difference <clears throat> unless you know his voice. Because the devil also knows scripture. Because when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4, the devil quoted the scripture, but he, not, he misquoted it. He left out specific words on purpose, and he even misinterpreted it, right? So it's not just enough to know scripture. You also have to know what it means. This is why it is so important to make sure that you know the voice of God, right? And so, but if you're distracted, or if right now at this moment, if, anything, if there's a barrier between you and the voice of God and you can't hear him, then you don't know what direction that you're going in. And I know a lot of times with us, um, especially Gen Z, man, we live in a world of, it's like a blessing and a curse. It's like the blessing is we have social media, right? The blessing is that we have all these great tools. We have Instagram, Twitter, but those can easily be distractions that hinder our relationship with God. Like, bro, I'm, some days I look at my screen time and I'm like, dang. I'm like, that's, that's bad. Like, Jay, that's bad. Right? Um, but I think that if we were to just maybe start off small, it doesn't even have to be the big things. But, like, you know what? Today, I'm going to start off my day with 15 minutes. The first 15 minutes of the day, that's for you. That's for God. And then gradually you will see over time that 15 minutes adds up to 30, then 45, an hour. And then before you know it, you look up and it's like, I, I just can't get out of the presence of God. Because what you want to get into place as a believer is when you grow in your spiritual maturity and when you grow in your faith, you want to get to the place as a believer where you say, you know what, at the end of the day, I'm not required to be in a specific place to experience God's presence. 
but everywhere I go, God's presence comes with me. Does that make sense? It should be that way in the first place, right? Like church should not be the only place where you feel the presence of God. Because my prayer for the believer is that you won't just feel the presence of God, but that the presence of God will fill you. Like, if you truly have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, then that means that everywhere you go, his spirit is. Right? Uh, but that all starts with the very simple thing of doing these spiritual disciplines to strengthen that faith. Right? Because at the end of the day, it's kind of like, you know, I love sports. Like, Steph Curry did not just start out making all these threes. I got my brother Josh smiling behind the camera. Yeah, I said it. Steph Curry, not LeBron. <clears throat> Steph Curry did not start out making all these threes. Bro, we got, matter of fact, in the comments, bro, let me know who you with. Are you with Steph or are you with LeBron? Because I'm tired of this debate. Steph, no, nah, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. LeBron is the GOAT. However, Steph is greater than Magic Johnson. And, I like, we're not about to do this. We're not about to do this. Um, he is. He's better. We're not about to do this. I don't care. Um, but <laughs> back to the point, back to the point. See, I got my, this is what y'all understand. Behind this camera, I got my brother here, and he coming with the with his spirit. <laughs> oh, my God, I wish you could come in the camera right now, bro. Oh, my goodness. He got this spirit on him that I don't like. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put him on the podcast episode. That's, I love that dude, bro. Um <clears throat> But back to what I was saying, though, in all seriousness, like sports players in the gym, anything you want to do at the end of the day, man, I think we really have to focus on the little things. Right. Like we're not about to, you know, don't don't try to get all of it in one take. Like if you can't read like some of us, man, we try to every day. I'm going to read three trap, three chapters, five chapters, blah, blah, blah. start off small, even if it's a verse like the Bible is the bread of life. And so when I read my Bible, I don't read to finish it. I read to feed off of it. Like, it's the goal is not just to complete. Like, yes, I want you to read all 66 books. Um, you check out in my, uh, I have my link on Instagram and my socials. Like, I, I tag there. I put in the link how I understand the Bible. I have a subscription with Arma courses. And shout out to Manny Arango, Dr. Manny Arango. He is the GOAT. That's, he's the one who actually spark my love even for the word of god i'm gonna be completely honest with you and so armor courses and also darius daniels uh he has bible U, and so there you can check it out i'll put the link in the description actually um those resources of how to practically understand your bible but um what i want you to focus on is that this discipline component and being a disciple of christ that is a lifelong process that when when <clears throat> when you are a disciple um it, it means it's a daily walk. Like, it's not just this thing of on Sunday. Like, no, being a disciple is Monday, Tuesday, it's every day of the week, right? And so if you are just able to worship God on Sunday and open up the Bible when the pastor's preaching and go through these things on Sunday, but not every other day, then you're not really a disciple, you're a follower, like, you only rock with God, rock with Jesus when it's convenient. But being a disciple means I not only do it when it's convenient. Like, my praise to God, like, what I do is not conditional. 
It's not based on conditions. It's based on my creator. It's based on who he is, not what's going on around me. So when I worship, when I pray, when I read, I do it even when I don't feel like it. Why? Because number one, we owe him that. And number two, you will find that the more you go against the grain, the more you go against your flesh, the more that you listen to the spirit, the more you do that, it does become easier. It becomes a whole lot easier. I promise you it does. And so um, I think that one of the things, though, um, as Christians, what we've kind of, and it's because we live in this, y'all know this is the bridge, right? And so because we are Christians who are in culture, uh, it reminds me of Daniel in the Bible, and he's in a foreign land, and he's a Christian, but he's in Babylon. And <clears throat> Daniel is in Babylon, and y'all know the story of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, right? And they're all there, and they're like, hey, listen, no one can pray to um, God. You have to, it was a decree put in place under the Medes and the Persians, and they're like, hey, listen, you cannot pray to any other gods, right? And, <clears throat> excuse me, and Daniel is there, he's like, yeah, I don't care what decree you put in place, I'm still going to pray to God, and on top of praying to my God, I'm going to eat the healthy stuff, and I'm not going to eat all these meats that you uh, have given me. I'm going to eat what I'm used to, even though he's in a foreign land. I think that has to be the same way with us, that even though we're Christians in culture, you have to understand that the moment that you become a Christian, culture is now foreign to you. Like, it should not look the same. Even though we are in this world, we're not of it, right? And because we are foreign to this land, we cannot survive off of the same food that culture is surviving off of. Daniel uh, is in Babylon. He's in a foreign land, right? And so they tell him, they put a decree in under the law of the Medes and the Persians, and they're like, hey, listen, you can't pray to your God. You have to pray to our gods for 30 days. And on top of that, I want you to eat what we eat. Daniel's like, no, I'm going to eat what I eat. I'm going to eat what I'm used to, and I'm also going to pray to my God. And I feel like the same is with us, right? Like, even though that we're in culture and we're surrounded by the world, that we're in it, but we're not of it. And so as Christians, it's like we cannot feed ourselves with the same food that culture does. Like, I need a different type of nourishment. That you have to understand that the moment you become a disciple of Jesus, the moment you become a Christian, now I don't just need natural food. I also need spiritual food. Now I have to feed myself. I have to tell myself, you know what? I know what the flesh wants, but right now I'm going to give you this word of God. Like, I really want to cuss you out, but thank you, Jesus. Like, I really don't want to forgive you. That's a big one. That's like the F word in Christianity. Like, I don't want to forgive you, but I have to. Why? Because I'm a disciple of Christ. And a disciple means, like, now I, I literally imitate him. And Ephesians 5 and 1 says, Therefore, uh, since you are his dear children, like, imitate God. Right? But I think a lot of us, what we try to do is that, you know, we need to stop trying to imitate who we're called to and start imitating who we're called by. And what I mean by that is that you cannot be like who you're called to. The moment you become a Christian, now we are called to the Great Commission, the one that God, uh, Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 28, 20. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded to you. Go make disciples. Go out. People who are unbelievers, go make them disciples. But how are you going to try to be like 
the people who you're trying to make a disciple. It doesn't go hand in hand. And I think for a lot of us, the reason why we cannot witness and we are ineffective in our witness with them is because we're too like the world. And I know it's going to go against the grain, and that don't mean you can't have fun. It's like, yeah, have fun and everything. Let's go back to our holiness episode. But at the same time, we are different. And the person that we're trying to imitate is Christ. Not only that, though, not only that, just like you're not supposed to imitate the world, you're not supposed to try to imitate your favorite pastor either. Like, I love so many great pastors. I love so many great spiritual leaders. But at the end of the day, the one who sits on the throne is Jesus. And we're supposed to imitate his walk in his life. And so if we're truly going to be a disciple and a follower and a learner of him, then we have to be a disciple when it's not convenient. But we also have to be a disciple um, not only when it's not convenient, but we have to do it daily. Right? Like, we have to do it daily. This is a daily walk. This is not just a Sunday morning thing. And I feel like on the day-to-day, it can get difficult. It can get hard. Like, there are so many distractions, but that's why I truly encourage fasting. And all fasting is is denial of your flesh. It is crucifying your natural flesh so that your spirit man, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, can rise up so you can be more sensitive to God's voice. And that may be food, that may be social media, Instagram, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, anything that you cannot sacrifice and put on the altar for God is an idol. Anything that you can't put on the altar for God is truly an idol. And so if social media, if you have a problem with being on social media, you can't delete that or anything like that, then maybe you need to lean into that area. Because at the end of the day, we want to get to the place in our spiritual maturity that says, hey, listen, whatever God wants, I know what I want to do, what may be my desires, but whatever he wants for my life, I'm going to put down what I want and, and truly follow him. And I love the verse, we always quote it, that um, if you delight yourself in the Lord, that he will give you the desires of your heart. But that, what that verse is saying is that if you truly delight in him, if you seek him, if you just surrender to what he wants for your life, then what you would find is that maybe he doesn't give you what you want, but he, puts, he implants the desire on the inside of you. He puts, he finally, now he makes you want what he wants for your life. Why? Because you've been remaining in him. And so once you remain in him, once you delight in the Lord, then the result of that, now there's no other thing that I want but Jesus. That's what you will find. It's, it's a very natural process. So a lot of times you ask like, you know, okay, as a Christian, when certain things, when you're reading your Bible, like what goes through your head? What goes through your brain? Like very simple questions I've been asked before. And to me, it's a simple thing of it wasn't just this aha moment. It's, I look up one day and I realize, oh, dang, well, I did want to do this, but I don't really want to do that anymore. Why? Because the more I spent time with God, it was this natural process of, okay, now I'm going to give you what I always wanted for you all along, right? And, um, and so as we kind of come to an end here a little bit, in a little bit, I just wanted to <clears throat> kind of make the distinction that and it kind of ties in. So this episode, I may make it kind of like a part one, part two, continuing thing, that when you submit to God and when you're truly free in him, and now once you surrender, now that is the first step, but that process, 
that looks like being a disciple. And along that process, it's not going to be perfect. But God does not require perfection. He only requires progression. That's the only thing he requires. He doesn't require you to be perfect. Like the Bible says that um, when you buy him, it says that like he will make you complete. Right? He will perfect you. But that doesn't mean that... Um, if you read the Greek word there, it doesn't mean that you're going to be just complete and stop. No, it means that it's a constant perfecting. It's a constant working on the inside of you. And it's going to be a lifelong process. And so nobody has it all together, but at the end of the day, um, it has to be a daily walk. And that walk also, it reminds me of Psalm 1, blessed are those who walk not in the counsel um, of the ungodly, right? nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the Lord, that that counsel that you walk in matters. You need community. You really need community. Like in the body of Christ, um, it, like if you look at the cross, our relationship with God, it can't just be vertical, but it's also horizontal. That means we need people. And for some of us, we are so cynical and we don't trust people. Like everybody isn't hating Everybody does not have, um, you know, have it out for you. Like, you need to, we need to learn how to trust people because we truly do grow in community. And there may be seasons where God may have isolated you. Like, Jesus went up. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Yeah, the Spirit led him there. But is the Spirit leading you into isolation or are you just putting yourself in loneliness? Like, is the Spirit leading you or are you just sitting here saying, you know what, I really don't trust people, so I'm good. I can do this by myself. No, you can't. No, you can't. And I'm empathetic, and I understand that some of us, we may have a hard time trusting people, myself included, um, because of things in the past, hurt, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, my life changed this year specifically when I prayed for God to bring in the right people in my life, and that is when my spiritual walk just grew exponentially because we do all need people, right? Um, and so... I think that just the things to remember in being a disciple is that, bro, when we truly are a disciple, um, yes, it's denying yourself. It's taking up your cross daily, and that does hurt. That is painful. But at the end of the day, if you do it even when it's not convenient and, eat, and when you do it in community, a lot of those hard times become a whole lot easier. They become a whole lot easier. And for some of you, I want to challenge you this week. As the rest of the week goes on, just maybe go to a life group. Like, just maybe go to a group Bible study. Just see. Just see. Because at the end of the day, man, when those hard times get done, like, yes, we have Jesus. But at the same time, Jesus has given us resources. He's given us leaders, but he's given us friends. We have other people in the body of Christ that we can lean on and lean to to help us, even in those times, those adverse times, and those times where it may get tough, right? And so as we wrap up here, um, my prayer, my hope for you is that as the week goes on, that we focus not so much on Sunday, or not only on Sunday, but also on Monday through Saturday. Let's focus on the actual walk. Like that hour and a half or that two hours of church on Sunday, that is not all the Christian life is. It's wonderful, and we, we need to have that, uh, that time set aside where we go and worship God together. But at the end of the day, um, that is just one part of this walk of life. And just like I told you last episode about being incomplete, at the end of the day, I feel like the Christian will be incomplete if we just focus on Sunday. 
but it also has to be about Monday through Saturday. And so my challenge is as we walk out this walk Monday through Saturday, as we walk out this walk for the rest of the week, that in being a disciple, maybe read your Bible a little bit more this week. Pray a little bit more this week. Worship actually a little bit more this week because you will find the more that you strengthen your faith and the more that you strengthen your spirit, man, now you crucify your flesh more and more and more and those daily habits will become easier. And so uh, that wraps up episode six of the Bridge Podcast. And thank you so much. Uh, this season is just trucking on uh, more and more and more. And I can't wait to see uh, all that's in store. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And even if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you think. And I look forward to talking with you next time. Peace and love.